I don't support dressing up in Halloween costumes during the season, Carl. Why so serious? Welcome to episode 117 of Wolves Cast, the Western Conference Podcast of the Week. First one. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. And I'm Scott. Welcome to the show. And we are in an awkward position tonight. The topic on everyone's lips tomorrow morning is going to be this fight, Cat and Embiid, wow. Battle of the Titans. Uh, there was some chaos in Philly tonight. Uh, wow. You know, the city of Rocky, and there was some uh, boxing and fisticuffs coming out tonight. It's incredible. Yeah, we're recording on a Wednesday. We usually uh, do a Thursday. and uh, I'm working know. at the Amsterdam tomorrow night. Yeah, so we'll see Scott. So Neil had to uh, come home early from pickup basketball and record this. And so we haven't watched the Philly game. Yeah, we haven't seen it, but uh, we wanted to sort of be in the know. So we did, like, look at the score. Normally and, we wouldn't uh, spoil it. For usually, ourselves. no. We like, to, we like to go in blind. But, uh, you know, we got, some, we got some messages for some people, and we saw some, we saw some tweets that said there was something going down. Yeah, and so, unfortunately, probably the number one topic you want to hear us talk about, we're not that well-equipped to talk about, because we haven't really seen it besides a few Twitter clips. Yeah. And so, um, obviously, we'll know to- more tomorrow when the suspensions come out, and we'll see what happens. But, unfortunately, we're not going to be talking about the Philly game a whole lot. We know we yeah. lost by 22 points. We, we know got- there was ejections. So we know it was a beatdown. We got a lot to get to that's, you know, other than that, though. It's been a big week. You know, we have there's been many other games, and, uh, you know, things are happening so yeah, yeah you, you'll be uh, you'll be a little little short on the we'll be a little short on the philly talk here today but, but all, all the other good stuff if we'll you be follow having. us at wolvescast mm. on twitter follow us on instagram at wolvescast pod check us out on canis hoopus that's where you can find us if you check all of that out if we have any reactions i'm sure neil and i are both after this podcast immediately going to watch the philly game so we'll we both are. probably be tweeting about it later tonight yep and uh, we'll let you know how we feel about it um but uh, unfortunately on the podcast we're not gonna have too much to say about it yeah, for right but, now but but uh, welcome back to Wolf's Cast. It's another show where we are out of the season preview season, uh, you know, and we are here in the games are actually happening season. It's so good. regular season is here. Finally. Uh, you know, the Wolves are off to a great start, as uh, we will talk about here over the course of the next hour. Um, you know, today on the show, we're going to have week recap, talk a little bit about the games that happened, uh, get into full court press, you know, where we're going to talk about some, some surprises from week one and uh, maybe some of our favorite new Wolves to watch. We have a sponsor. We're gonna get into predict it and uh, make some totally, um, you know, uh, actual predictions. Some very some 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 prescient predictions that are going to come true. And then uh, you know we'll get to weekly wolfies. You know we'll get to a game. It's gonna be a fun show. It's the Wolves cast you know and love. We're back for another season. It's a million degrees in the studio tonight. Ooh. Just so you know, I'm setting the scene for everybody. Wow. Well, that's Wednesday good. Night. It's, it's hot. cold in Minnesota. I usually wear some shorts over here because I know how toasty they keep it that's in right. here. But I came keep, straight from work. Keep straight to trivia. Straight to here. So still rocking the work clothes, everyone. Neil, how did you do a pickup basketball? Oh, it was a tough first? one. It was a tough one. Tough game here. Uh, yeah, I'm in a I'm in a four on four league in Rosemont, Minnesota. Do you have a team name? Um, our team name is is uh, is the Timberwolves. Okay, you know, it's a it's not a name I love. It's a little obvious, but um, this team that I I'm the newest member of this team, and they've had it for many many years. So it's okay. not my job to come in here. Is, and is tell there anyone I would know that, on the team? Um, Jared Jacobs plays with us these Ooh. days. Yes, he's a baller. Yes, listener of the show, and uh, you know Sean uh, Burtis as well. Who I'm not sure you know, but I think he's a listener of the show as well. So you know, yeah, we got some we got some ballers on the so team. So they, they understood why you had to leave early tonight. They they understood. They're like, yes, podcast uh, podcast calls. Where, so. Was your was your shot falling? You know, I haven't played in a few weeks, so not really. But um, more than anything, I just felt a little sluggish uh-huh. and a little out of 
out of the sink. I love how it. it is. I love it when you're rusty. First time back at the game, you know what I mean? That's how it is. I'm going to be real rusty because our Sunday pickup has been a game has been off for several weeks. So once we come back, we're coming back. We're coming back soon. Although me being rusty isn't very much different from me in uh-huh. top form, so <laughs> it's not super noticeable. Only I I notice. And Sky, you're no longer hosting trivia, but you are participating. I am in on a trivia. team. I am on my in-laws team. You and are. I am the grass a, is greener on the other side. And I'm an essential member of that team. So I had Thanks to go there even if I had to leave early. But you won anyway. We got first place. So where is this trivia? It is at Wooden Hill Brewing in okay. Edina. It's okay. on Wednesday nights. They have really good beer and food there. And a trivia team that seems to get first most weeks, that's us. Well, if you want to go uh, compete against Scott, is it every Wednesday? Every Wednesday. 7 p.m. Come on if you by, say hi. Against me, come to Rosemount. You can buy me a drink. It'll be great. <laughs> All right, Scott, let's dive into the week recap here. You got the first one. Uh, talking about Brooklyn. Opening night. First in game in the Brooklyn, season. Brooklyn, everybody. Season opener. Uh, first game, Kyrie with his new team. I'm sure you've heard the stats. Most points through three games games with a new team most wow. points ever in a debut with a new team he had 50 points just doing his Kyrie thing man I love it when he busts out the magic it's kind of the perfect game it's a game where Kyrie gets to be unstoppable which is one of the most fun things to watch in basketball and yet we still got the win and so it was a wild mixtape uh, night for Kyrie <laughs> Uh, but we weathered through it. We weathered through the storm. Uh, Andrew hit some big shots in overtime. Okogi had the stop. Uh, unless you believe that Kyrie was trying to do some kind of and one mixtape move where he flips and does a somersault, lands on his butt, gets back up and shoots it. And yeah. once again, I think that's really dumb, but it just shows you how good Kyrie is that people are like, you know what? He might've tried to do a backflip, you know, he during got the, the shot move. off. He got this. It was a good shot. Too. Thought, it was yeah, a good look. Made it. Um, so it was nice uh, to get the win. It was nice. I think uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later. It was nice to see Deandre Jordan get owned by the wolves. He is a guy who has given cat a hand, be it, been a handful for cat in the past. And it was great for us to see him, us just handle him. So great to get the win. Uh, 127 to 126 to get win. Number one on the season. Yeah, and then uh, the Wolves uh, took it, uh, kept kept the road trip going, and uh, took it to uh, Charlotte, um, getting the win uh, on Friday, one twenty one, one ninety nine. This was a blowout game. This was this was kind of over in the third quarter. Right? Yeah, Would you the say? bench unit played most of the yeah. fourth. You know, we got some Gorgie minutes, which I always fun to see. Yeah, Towns uh, had thirty seven and fifteen, and he only played twenty six minutes. So you know, he got his work in early. And, they just uh, didn't have that. anyone who could go up against Towns. Yeah, uh, no Zeller, Zeller was injured. Yeah. It was like Biombo and hmm. Marvin Williams. You know, so. They didn't stand a chance. It's going to be a long season in Charlotte. Uh, shout out to John Fokey, former uh, Timberwolves, uh, you know, radio guy, you know, behind the scenes, and former uh, Lynx main radio guy. He's uh, now out there in Charlotte. So yeah. when I made my preseason prediction, I predicted they would have the fewest wins in basketball at the end of the season. So wow, yeah, it sure looks like uh, yeah, maybe uh, talent wise that that is true. Um, let's see what else happened. Um, you know, just yeah, the Hornets going to be bad, uh, but it's still impressive. You know, I have no here that even against you know an awful putrid team like. The Hornets, you know, as the saying goes, anybody can beat anybody, and it's a, you know, a great league. So just getting a win on the road in any any fashion, you know, for the Wolves, especially for the Wolves this season, is is a plus. So you can never take an opponent for granted. Yeah, those are, that's when you get trapped. And then finally, there was the fourth year anniversary of Flip's passing. So you know, Towns grabbed the game ball right afterwards and was kind of cradling it, and then had a nice little nice little speech in the locker room. I don't you think know? Ryan was ready for that moment. No, no, maybe Ryan not. was very much because really like Cat yeah. said a very nice thing about yeah. honoring Flip, and this yeah. one was for Flip, and we got it for you. 
Ryan. And then Ryan yeah. was immediately like, let's look forward. We gotta, This team can make the play. He made it about the team right uh-huh. away. He didn't really like, acknowledge what he it. He would say, you know. Which yeah. I, I just don't think he was ready for the moment, really. But yeah, good to get the win. Um, going back to Brooklyn real quick, I made a note. DeAndre Jordan fixed his free throw problems. He used to be a guy who was sub 50% every year. Now he's in the 70s. And apparently all it took is that he asks a teammate a question before every so shot. So awesome. So cool. And I love this. I'm going to try this Psychology. when I'm playing pickup hoops. And if it if it works, I think Wiggins maybe should give it a shot. You know, like, Don't think. Just shoot. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, the whole idea. Very interesting. I love that aspect of it. Uh, let's move on to our third win of the season and our third game of the season. Our first home game of the season, the home opener, came against the Jimmy Butlerless Miami Heat. <sighs> Let me just say, Jimmy's a coward. Should have came through. Listen, I I am not one of those persons, you know, who this was a big issue during the uh, National League Championship Series. The closer for the Nationals went on paternity leave and oh. missed two games. Okay, and everyone was like, "You, there's no right as the a World professional Series. athlete to yeah. you know do to miss time to go see the birth of your child." I, I'm not like that. I'm glad no. Jimmy took the time off. Yeah, of it's course. just he took a long time off. You know, it was like, like a week. Yeah, it was a pretty long time. So I just think <laughs> Jimmy didn't want to come back and hear the boo birds. Uh, but he probably should have been there because coming off a back-to-back, uh, Miami was, they had played into overtime against the Bucks the previous night, and they were a little winded. We were able to take advantage of that in the fourth quarter. It's a really close game. Cat really went off in the first quarter, had 15 points, six rebounds, then it was really held down. Bam Adebayo came out and really Ooh. locked Cat down scoring-wise. I mean, Cat still did a lot of great stuff. He was still contributing, but uh, they took Cat out of the game for the last three quarters, and we really needed Wiggins to step up big, but also a lot of contributions Jeff Teague had some big moments in the fourth quarter great second half so Teague, yeah in a way I think it was our most encouraging win because it was the win that was like because this is what I'm worried with is there's such a big drop off from Cat to everybody else it's like what happens if Cat has an off night we right. have no they chance take him we away, have no chance of having an off yeah. night. and he he didn't have an off night he still contributed 23 points and 11 rebounds so he still had an impact on the game mm-hmm. but we might find out now with Cat being suspended in the future yeah. can this team stand a chance without Cat because this is it's so clearly Cat is number one and the next best player on the team is so far below that you know yeah true um. Yeah. So yeah. That. that uh, yeah. The Wolves got the win. The home opener. Just an exciting game. I was there. You went, were there. Flew solo. And, energy uh, was good. Energy was great. It's always a fun game. And yeah, just crazy to see Wiggins. It was just obviously the team mobbing him was the thing. And yeah, it we'll was talk his about Wiggins later, second but. to last three pointer of the night where I just started chuckling. I just started <laughs> yeah. laughing. I was just sitting yeah, at my like, computer oh, laughing hot. like an idiot. Like. <laughs> Just like couldn't couldn't believe it because he had already hit the really tough one, then he hit the three, then he hit another three, and I was laughing. And then when he hit that step back one, I mean, when when I saw him take that step back one, that was a no, 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 yes, yes. kind of moment because doing all those moves beforehand, like if it's catch and shoot, I feel a little bit more confident for him to do that dribble move with the jump back. He doesn't do that very often. He's another step back, yeah, unless he's like posting up and then stepping back, you know. And before, I mean, we just talked about Philly, but it was nice to have a couple days to sit on those three wins. You know, Sunday to Wednesday, so we had, you know two full days of this week where we could just glow you know it'd be like wow three and oh everything's Basking going our way good vibes yeah we were able yeah. to soak it up and i i didn't take it for granted i savored it because who knows how many you know moments like that we'll get throughout the season yeah i mean especially with the way the last season started it's awesome to kind of go there but yeah the wolves uh you know to, cl- to close this out uh we don't, we don't have much to say about it but the wolves uh got the loss in philadelphia 117 to 95 on wednesday towns and Bede both ejected for fighting the Wolves' first loss of the season. Uh, in, uh, the Phillies probably a finals team here. They're, they're very, very good, right? You know, so um, yeah, I expect them. To, I, I picked them for the finals. Yeah, I think they'll so be there I, too. Yeah. I think we both expected them to lose. 
Uh, we were just hoping it would be a close game. Uh, just I haven't watched it yet, but looking at the score throughout the game, it did not look close. Let's just point, get a little. So. Let's get a little, little like we saw the clip three times. Predictions about we're gonna do predict it later in the show, but let's let's say what, what we think the suspensions are gonna be. You think Simmons might be in there? You saw Simmons give Towns like a headlock on the floor. Yeah, it was one of those things where I know they, I know they one game maybe? kind of pulled him apart, but it was the point where like the angle I saw Simmons was laying on top of Towns and then had Towns in a headlock. It's a little excessive. Um, if I had to predict it seems like towns through the first punch, I think just from what I've seen tonight, towns will get two games Embiid will get one and Simmons will not be suspended. That's exactly what I was going to say. Two, one, maybe a fine. And maybe, maybe, a and maybe it's Simmons, a, a little fi- 50,000. Yeah. Maybe it's a three game, two game thing that gets appealed uh-huh. down to two and one. Yeah. I think towns will just get a little bit more than Embiid, and it doesn't seem like the, it doesn't seem like it was too intense. No punches were landed. We were looking at the, the Lakers fight from last year, Lakers, Houston, I think on opening night, Rondo and Ingram and stuff throwing, throwing that. So yeah, that, we'll see how that goes. I yeah. think the downside is though, that we didn't have any of our enforcers on the team anymore. Bielitsa, you know, nobody, yeah. you don't want to meet him in a dark alley and, uh, yeah, you know, Gorgie was on the bench. Nobody tells Gorgie Jang what to do. So, you yeah, know, all them in there. Gorgie's going to get some minutes here. Where's Towns going to get suspended? He might uh, be a who's the, the tough guy on the team this year? Is it Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Bell? Like, I would say Jordan Bell and Von I mean, He did yeah. dress up as Vegeta for Holloway. Yeah, so. There you go. He's Super Saiyan. That's how you say that. Okay. Vegeta? <laughs> I would say yeah. Vegeta. Ve- yeah, Vega. I, would be su- I, I think you'd be surprised, Neil, about how much Dragon Ball Z terminology you know just from listening to hip hop. Nice. It's a yeah, huge thing in hip hop. All rappers drop Dragon Ball Z uh, references. Nice. That's it for week recap, Scott. Let's uh, let's get to full court press. Here's the tip. First up, full court press uh, surprises from week one. Let's talk about some of the things that surprised us this week. Stuff we did not see coming, and we were just like, "Wow, this is uh, this is crazy." I'll get it started off. Competent defense, yeah. Scott. Uh, defensively, and it's not. You know, we talked about Charlotte. That's not a good team, but Brooklyn and Miami. They could be home court advantage teams in the East. Like those are some good, those are some good squads right there. So you know, and then obviously getting the loss to, to Philadelphia, and we're not, not really sure um, how they defended there. But to me, I was just impressed about you know, sort of just in general, you know, sort of how they how they've been defending over this week. And yeah, a little bit of Towns for sure. I mean, he's been impressive too. But just more overall, just sort of like how they're able to sort of like just a team defensive concept seems to be there, especially early on. That's cool to see. Yeah, I'm sure some of these numbers will change after we just gave up 125 points to Philly tonight. Um, But going off the numbers, we had Britt Robson, friend of the pod. We love him. Uh, His article today on The Athletic was really good. He was talking about some of the defense and how Vanderpool is having Cat play the Yusuf Nurkic role of dropping back and having all the other players kind of uh, switch a lot and kind of having pinch pinching the defense. And so Cat only has to worry about protecting the rim. Yeah, he doesn't need to go out and hedge or he doesn't need to go out and show hard. Making it easier for him. And with uh, the numbers through three games, uh, Cat was holding players to the third lowest shot percentage at the rim. He's been great at the rim. So which is something that, you know, we were hoping Cat would look passable and he's been looking great through these first few games and obviously that's something that's very effort based with him and we'll have to keep monitoring that as the team goes on especially because we weren't playing necessarily any offensive juggernauts uh in that stretch um but it's very encouraging and it makes me just wonder like 
I was thinking today, man, I hope David Vanderpool doesn't get hired away from us in the offseason because already I'm so encouraged by the schemes that he's implementing. Yeah, seems like a candidate for someone who could you know, be a head coach uh, at some point. But uh, yeah, that's how that goes. You, you want a good coach? Well, they're probably on the they're probably on the list of guys who get their own team then. Uh, but yeah, the defense um, has been cool. Good to see. I hope that continues. Um, another surprise, I think Towns facilitating out of the out of the high post. That's something that he did a little bit of. We've seen him make the over the head passes and that kind of stuff, but it hasn't really been that consistent and he hasn't really been like it hasn't really turned into points necessarily. A lot of turnovers, lots of sloppy passes whereas it seems like it's a whole system change now where Towns gets the ball Double comes or it doesn't, and someone cuts. There's so many good cutters on this team, and he's been able to find them, and it's just a lay-in. It's been great. Yeah, we actually, as of the first three games, which all these stats are current through, obviously not incorporating tonight's Philly game, uh, we have the eight fewest turnovers per game, and we are forcing the second most turnovers per game. So, as you were saying, Cat's not turning it over too much with the facilitator. I always knew he had it in him. He's always been a good passer. We just needed to run through uh, the offense through him. So I'm not necessarily surprised, but I'm very happy with what I've seen. I think one of my big surprises is that we were wondering all offseason when what coach is going to do this to Wiggins, what coach is going to bench him when he's playing badly. And I can't believe it. Third game of the season, we saw Ryan Sanders do it. It's never good when, you know, you miss shots. I agree, Wiggs. And uh, this season, I'm calling him Andy, by the way. He's Andy. Why is that? Robert is Bobby. Is that a Toy Story reference? Uh, no, no. This is a friend from work, Lauren. We, we're big fans of the NBA. We sit on the same floor. We talk. And she said that maybe if we call him Andy, he'll have a different season. Change the, you know, change Seems the name. Seems more like fun. Seems more like uh, lighthearted. Right. And and she introduced me to calling Robert Bobby as well. So Bobby Covington. We'll see. Has he said he likes he li- he likes that? I think he no. Like, he, he likes Rocco. Like, he doesn't he, like Robert. He doesn't like Robert. Right. He likes Rob. You call he likes him Rocco. Rob. But yeah, we're uh, we're Bobby. unclear how he feels about Bob or Bobby. So I just think it was great that we're holding Wiggins accountable. We got to keep that going because for all intents and purposes, he went from making a couple boneheaded plays in the third quarter, a couple turnovers, and listening to Ryan and Wiggins, they both said that was what Wiggins needed to get focused for that fourth quarter takeover he had. Yeah, I was surprised to hear Wiggins say that too. That's good to hear, right? He, right. It means he's, he's bought into he it. He fight back on that. He was like, I knew I needed to say it. <laughs> so that's cool. I feel like Wiggins has known that for years and years now, and he's just like, when am I going to find a coach who takes me out, actually? You know? there's just leave been me no out one. here. Yeah. Okay. I mean, literally, Flip, Sam Mitch, uh, Tom Thibodeau, despite being very different coaches, they all treated him the same way, which is just stay out there. We just need you to stay out there and play the most minutes in the league, you know? Which even if you know that you're maybe not playing so well, it sort of reinforces it in a subconscious way, maybe, where it's just like, well, I'm going to be out here all the time. I got And maybe you're thinking, I got to save myself for certain right, moments exactly. or whatever. Whereas like, if you know, you know you need to go hard or you're going to get taken out, well, you maybe so you're playing hard. What I tell everyone at Pick Up Hoops, don't run in the first game. Think about the last game. Think about saving your legs for that last game. Let's not run too hard, fellas. Um, something else that's uh, surprising is uh, the shot chart to me. Ooh-wee. I mean, this is something that's looking you know, very modern. It's been talked about all summer. You know, you know, Drip Saunders putting the points on the shot values on the floor, the practice court, all that stuff, all that good stuff. But to see it translate into the games, um, that's totally different. And I think it's here to stay. You know, I think there there's certain things that we're talking about here as far as, as the surprises that are not here to stay. You know, I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what those things are. But I think the shot chart is something that they're going to do. I mean, we've already seen they're not hitting those shots. They're not hitting those threes. No, but they're taking like the fifth most threes in the in the league already and attempted. And I don't think that's going to change. Like we this this dovetails with the um, Wiggins, you know, getting uh, pulled from the game talk. That's what this is about. You know, if you're not going to take the right shots, you're getting 
you're getting pulled from the game. So I think like this whole idea of shot charts and playing the way they want to is going to supersede anything else this year. And it doesn't matter if the shots are going in. They're going to take those shots. And we've already talked about them a little, but the last surprise I want to bring back to Andrew. Andy. I love aggressive Wiggins. So do I. Been real aggressive at the end of the Brooklyn game. You're the new aggressive Wiggins. You love seeing aggressive Andrew Wiggins. It's true. Aggressive. Max Wiggins, as, as John Meyer will call him. Max Wiggins. Max Wiggins. Max contract Wiggins. Um, I think that not only did he surprise us with his heroics, end of the game heroics against Brooklyn, kept going in the paint, shoving it right down the rim. Uh, he obviously hit the big threes in Miami. But the thing that I've been most surprised is about how aggressively he's crashing the boards. He is getting himself in great rebounding position, even when it doesn't go his way. I think I've seen him you know, crash the boards, and I'm so impressed at the position he's putting himself mm. in, the way he cuts yeah. to the hoop to get those boards. It doesn't always go his way, but he is looking like a 100% different player on the boards this season. And so I think that... You know, the thing I think is also surprising is that Wiggins has done so good. And the sentiment I find is that everyone in this fan base still wants to believe. Oh, yeah, that's true. Everyone's been hurt by him. And there's a lot of Wiggins haters. But even the Wiggins haters, when he plays well, they're like, they're not just like, oh, yeah, well, whatever. He's going to go back. They're like, yes, please. They're like, this is what I want to see. You can tell that even the hardened haters of Wiggins game are still at their core. They have a sliver of hope that's still in there where they're like, I've always wanted him to live up to it. And so I think I've just been surprised about the reaction to his good few games or good few yeah. moments early on. Everyone's been like, is it? I still have this hope. This hope is still alive, yeah. you know? Well, yeah, we always want him to do well. But, you know, for me, I don't believe that it will continue. But And I think a lot of the belief comes from the idea of, well, there's no trade to be made. He's untradeable at that number. You know what I mean? So I think it's kind of a it's a resigned sort of like this is the last thing. Like this is our only hope is that he does this. There's, it's not like he's on a deal that can be traded. It's not like he's an expiring contract and we can move on from him soon. He's going to be around for a while, I think. And so it's like, hey, this is the best thing to cheer for because it's also like the most reasonable like, oh, yeah, he's going to be around. So, hey, let's just make the best of it. And, <laughs> it's and, kind of that sentiment. In the words of Mulder, I want to believe. <laughs> or in the words yeah. of his poster, you know better than I if he ever said that. I know his poster said that. I think so. Yeah, it's just we need to get Robert with an H back on here. Yeah, he, he knows. Would know. He would know. All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep it going here on Full Court Press. He's hitting up. All right, everybody. Shouts to No Dunks Incorporated, everyone. Oh. Our favorite podcasters, a big influence on Neil and I. They started as the Basketball Jones, and they went to NBA TV and were the starters. Uh-huh. They got let go of this last summer, and they've landed with The Athletic. You already subscribed to The Athletic. I subscribed the day I found out they got Britt Robson. Of course. I'm assuming yeah. you all did the same. So yeah. you're all subscribed anyways, and you don't need to be because their podcast is actually free, mm-hmm. uh, even to non-subscribers. It's No Dunks. Yeah. So shout out to them. We're happy that they are back on the airwaves. I'm loving the five-day-of-a-week podcast thing. I never really was into their daily show i like the podcast a lot more Uh, and this is something that we're stealing from them uh it's a concept where they say it's only so many games but yeah and that's what we're doing here it's only four games but but and we're gonna ask some questions about whether things are gonna stick around neil i'll give you the first one okay it's only four games but will wiggins continue to or will wiggins finish this season with a higher free throw percentage than towns right now wiggins through three games was shooting 72 percent carl at 63 percent i mean i can't see it i mean carl has just been so solid for all his years but maybe this is the year it flips but i don't know i i just there, there's so much going on here i mean i gotta i gotta go with the guy who's had a better percentage like all of the other seasons yeah he's flirted with 50 40 um, 90 i mean he's never gone 90 on the free throw but he's been high 80s yeah. for his entire career but neil remember wiggins was consistently like 74 percent for the first three years in the league his fourth year it started going down 
So, you know, you can't just, uh, you can't take it for granted that Towns is going to improve. So you're taking Wiggins. No, I'm not. I'm taking Towns. Come on. Come on. Scott, it's only four games, but uh, team good vibes here to stay? Are the team good vibes here to stay? You know what I mean? Like, it's only four games, and sure, three and one, you know, everything's happy. They're running up the stairs in Philly, you know. Halloween parties. Halloween parties. We're talking, talking fun and games all the time. We're talking all the good vibes, but... Are they here to stay? Can they sustain this throughout the year when the losses come, when the year gets long, when the winter sets in? Don't 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 sleep on the winter setting in. That's uh, tough. Well, you're gonna get you're also gonna get stuff like Jordan Bell unhappy with the minutes he's playing, oh, Gorgie yeah. unhappy with the minutes. I see. Yeah. I mean, at least Gorgie's getting paid, but he, you know he's gonna be sour about it. And Jordan yeah. Bell, you know, he's gotta start thinking. He's not getting many minutes yet. And he's gotta be thinking to himself, like, I could get some of those Vonley minutes. I'm trying to prove myself on a one year deal. I think to me the minute the good vibes are here to stay because it comes from the top, right? It sort of comes from obviously Rosas, even Saunders, but I'm I'm more focusing on Towns, right? He is the leader of this team. He is the guy, you know, running up the steps first with the huge boombox in Philly. Like he is the one that I feel like will continue to generate these good vibes and content continue to, you know, have these team outings and come up with the Halloween parties and stuff like that. And we know from all these years he's the teacher's pet. He's the like corny answer guy. Like he's gonna keep this going, right? Unless like something terrible happens this year and they fall, truly fall off a cliff or something like that. Like I can, even if they're just like an average team, I can see the vibes going because of Towns. I do think that I like that answer because I do think that even more so than Towns being finally having the offense run through him, finally being the focal point of the ball on the court. He also likes being in that leadership position, and now yeah. he's in the undisputed leadership position. So he's I think prove it. I think he's going to enjoy <laughs> that role of setting up the team outings and setting up the fun stuff, you know, the Bahamas trips and stuff like that. But I'm going to go opposite, Neil. I'm going to say the good vibes are just a mirage because I still think this team's not going to – I predicted them to win 32 games. I still think that's – closer to what it's going to be than not. And so when you start losing a lot, I think that will hurt the team. But I also think that uh, what we're going to start seeing is teams will be game planning around Towns. They'll make Towns' life hell on the basketball court where he's going to be doubled and tripled every single time. And he's going to be kicking out to wide open three-point shooters who are going to be clanking it, clanking it, clanking it. And Towns is going to be angry because his own numbers are going to suffer. He's going to go from early season buzz for MVP to a person who barely makes the all-star team because all defenses are just going to key around Towns. He's going to be stifled and frustrated and getting into fights and being suspended. You're saying like the start is too high here. I think the start is too high. It's going to be like a slope down. And that's going to be. I think that everyone anticipated the, that there'll be losses coming, but I don't think people anticipate yeah. how taxing it's going to be on Towns' mental health to be taken completely out of games because he's so much better than the rest of his team. Defenses are just going to not let him shoot, and I think that's going to become a very frustrating experience for Carl. Totally, I I think I think you're onto something there. We'll see. All right, Neil. Here's my question for you. It's only four games, but will the Wolves finish in the top five of three pointers attempted? They are currently fourth with 42 per game. I mean, I think I think they're going to keep coming. I think all these numbers are going to come down. Obviously, league wide, we saw it last year. You know, all the buzz about offense being up and pace being up. That stuff always happens. It always declines a little bit. So I don't know about the forty-two per game, but I think they'll be up, way up there. I don't know about top five, but top ten, I think. So I do think there's a there has been a sea change. We already talked about a little bit with the shot chart stuff. So. I think it's here to stay. I don't know about top five, but uh, I think they'll be top ten. And I think you know, then that number is going to be a little, little inflated. But it's going to be a whole different season, I think. So I'll, I'll say, yeah. I'm going to say yes too. Like I was just saying, Towns is going to get double and triple teams. So there's going to be a lot of shooters who are open. 
And yeah. I think that as defenses key in on Towns like that, Towns, he's, we know he's smart enough to pass out of the double. We know he's going to find those open shooters. And, and so teams are going to say, Josh Okogie, you take that three. Exactly. They're going to say, you keep taking those shots, bud. Jared you Culver, keep, you take that you three. You take those threes. And so I, I, you know, I, I don't have high hopes for the makes, but I think we'll have high takes. Love the attempts. Our last one, Scott, it's only four games, but will Towns continue to defend this well? I'm going to say yes, because uh, I have to make these predictions assuming health. Uh, that's what we do, you know, because everything could be like if you're having the caveat of, well, injuries could change it. Well, that applies to everything you ever say on the pod, Neil. <laughs> and so yeah. assuming Rocco is healthy, which I'm going to do because I think Rocco's huge. It gives someone that Towns really trusts out there. Mm. And I think that Towns trusting his teammates is one of the biggest things that contributes to his good defensive play when he knows he just has to do his job and not worry about other guys doing their jobs. Um, so I think, you know, I think that he will continue to defend this well. And I think especially because he's getting praise for it. So he's going to be getting that positive reinforcement. We know that he reacts well to, and, uh, I think he's going to keep it up. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier, the Vanterpool system, the deep drop, you know, having him go way back at the rim. He's not having to chase guards. They've made it easy on him in a way at least they've kept it simple for him. Right. Uh, he's not being asked to do too much. He's in his what fifth year or something. He's, he's figuring it out. I feel like this is the year for him to turn the corner. doesn't have to be great. Just has to be solid. Just has to be big. Just has to keep his hands straight up. He's not been really getting into foul trouble. You know, I think that's part of this too. Is like we need this system where you can stay out of foul trouble. Sure, he's going to get fouls here or there. I think but, that's been one of the most disappointing thing of a very solid first three games is that Towns has still been committing stupid fouls, especially. Yeah, suppose, but yeah which game was it? Where he, it was the Miami game where he picked up one late right in after the first half. He did have three. I think Brooklyn in the second half. We like. Had a terrible defense. Then Towns in ball bounded the ball from under the hoop and gave it right back to Brooklyn. And he came in and just committed a dumb foul. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh, Towns, you've been doing so good. He hasn't been like, you know, pulled out of games. I mean, he hasn't been limited to minutes because he's had four in the second half or something. So hopefully hopefully that stays. I'm worried. Um, but yeah, who knows? I think Towns can de- can defend well. We're just talking about you know league average. We're not talking about you know Gobert stuff right here. We're talking about being a, a solid defender. And I think you know I think we're seeing that right now. We're seeing the we're seeing the evolution of Carl Anthony Towns. I'm with you, Neil. All right, all right. Final topic. He's on fire. There it is. All right, Neil. There. It's been exciting to see these games happen because there are so many new wolves on the team, and I love. You don't really you know you can watch them in preseason. You can watch clips of them with the other team, but it doesn't feel like it's for real until you see them playing real NBA minutes for your team. It's exciting to see new guys in Wolves jerseys, especially guys who have been contributing. So my question to Neil is, of the new Wolves, especially the ones who have been playing, like I said, Jordan Bell has been garbage time minutes, and that's about it. But of the guys that's like Noah Vonley, Shabazz Napier, uh, Jake Lehman, Trevion Graham, and Jarrett Culver are kind of the new guys who have been getting a lot of minutes. Yeah, the new rotation. That's right. Which, uh, which one of those is your favorite new Wolf? Ooh, to me, it's between two guys. It's between Napier and Lehman, I would say. I'm going to go Napier. I'm really high on him as far as, you know, he just has... He's been he's been Tyus Light, you know, this year. He's been he's been able to you know run an offense, be solid. Um, he's taking a bunch of threes, which I really like. Not necessarily they're going down, but I like the shots he's taking. Ooh, Miami, he baited um, two guys into fouling him. Oh yeah, the three, the three shot that's fouls. That's the most that's the most valuable play in basketball, right? Like points per possession. That's the most valuable play in basketball. So he does that all the time. I think he's got three of those on the season. So um, so yeah, I guess I will go Napier. Obviously, Culver has had a very very slow start, and you know I think he'll come around and he could be the answer by the end of this season as far as you know who we like to watch is from a sort of aesthetic sort of like wow let's, let's look at him out there uh, but for right now I think for me it'll be Napier what about you I'm glad you didn't pick the guy I was looking for but ah. uh, before we talk about the guy I'm most excited about I do want to say something about Jake Lehman his look 
it reminds me of a very specific thing, and that is NBA 2K My Players. You make your own player and do the story mode. And, you know, the last five years, not so much, because what happened, Neil, is I got married to a wonderful woman who has a great talent for making a, a video game character oh, look like you. custom players. Yeah, when you build your own character, I was never good at making the, the Scott player look yeah, like, like hold me. hold a mirror while you do it. Right, and even then, <laughs> I, I think it's just one of those things you see yourself not Definitely, very accurately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if she sits down next to me for the past five, six years, I've been baseball, basketball, making players who look like a carbon copy of myself. It's great. I bet the, I bet the games are getting so good at the details. Oh, too, so right? good. And, and Meg nails it. <laughs> like Meg, Meg's, a, Meg's a real artist. But before that, I would create my own characters and they always looked like Jake Lehman. Like one, I used to be a what little. What does that mean? I used to be a little thinner, so my my players were tall and skinny like that because you'd have to make them yeah, like six seven yeah. or whatever to compete. Uh-huh. But just like the hair is something that'd sure. be like that's my haircut. Yeah, and then the the facial hair. He's got uh-huh, uh-huh. a little bit more of like a mud and chop almost going. It's not a chop yet because he's got the goatee, but that's the kind <laughs> of facial chop. hair that I would put on him. So he looks like a player I would create for myself in NBA two K to try to make it look like me. But he's not your favorite to watch. No, my favorite to watch has been Noah Vonley. Ooh, he had a great game oh, in Miami. He is so. Uh, against Miami. Great rebounder. And the thing that I was most impressed of, it was in Brooklyn when he was defending DeAndre Jordan. And how many years, Neil, have we been seeing us being completely inept against alley-oops? You know it's going to come. Uh, alley-oops going to come, but we can't guard it. And it's just like, well, there's no way to guard that. He was getting in DeAndre Jordan's space. Every time an alley-oop was thrown, finally would go up and get it. it you yeah. know, And I just think like that was so refreshing to see that kind of aggressive, I'm going to cut off this alley-oop play. And just watching him around the rim, his rebounding has been super fun to watch and something that makes me want to go out and play basketball and be a better rebounder, just watching him. So I've been so excited by the defense and unselfishness of Noah Vonley. Yeah, he's had a good start to his season and, you know, as a, you know, one-year deal guy, you know, he's got to show it. This is contract year for him again, so he's got to go out there and... But then you would expect him to be gunning and trying to get points and he hasn't done that. he's played within the system. He's been playing within the system, playing within himself, knowing his role is to get those boards and been doing it and as a guy who's undersized and playing the backup five he's been holding his own yeah he needs to show that yeah he can be a reliable role guy on a team you know what i mean like he doesn't need to show that he's some superstar or something right he needs to be like yo i can come in here and be solid and he has been and he has been a revelation to watch noah von lay napier i've got some other guys in here maybe they'll pop before the end of the year i'm glad i'm glad uh graham is starting i think he's great great as a starter you know low usage just like fifth guy to be in there with the other ones so yeah, I think uh, the rotation and stuff like that's looking good to start the season. Um, that's it for Full Court Press. Let's pay those bills, Scott. Let's get to our sponsor. Today's sponsor, a little company called Small Samples. Scott, why don't you get us started off here? Introducing Small Samples, the biggest way to get a little taste. Want to try something new but are worried about the amount? Small Samples are here for you. Other samples can make you feel big and bloated, but with small samples, you leave behind all of that unnecessary extra stuff. Small samples are just like they sound. Cute, digestible, and totally tiny. Meanwhile, large samples are chock full of data points and are simply way too dense. So next time you need a sample, remember, don't take it all, just keep it small. Thank you to Small Samples for their support of Wolfscast. And up next... You know it's time to predict it. We'll predict it. We'll predict it. We'll predict it. We got a crystal ball up in here. We'll predict it. We'll predict it. We'll predict it. We're making educated guesses about future events. 
Mm, it's good to hear that theme music, Neil. I miss the theme music. We'd be whispering here. I love the theme music. We'd be whispering, but we're gonna like crystal ball. We're very confident, despite the whispering of these uh, predictions that we have upcoming here. Here's what I think we should do this Neil this season, Neil. Clap oh. in the air during <laughs> the podcast. Clap at bugs. Uh, I got that one. Uh, <laughs> what I think we should do is have some kind of consequences. You know, this is the okay. Uh, okay, we're putting our names on the line for these predictions, but I feel we're like saying Wigan should have consequences uh, on the exactly. Court. Yeah, I think yeah. that we should have consequences if we don't get these correct. So we, uh-huh. we should work out something. We'll introduce it in a future episode. But I think that there needs to be a consequence for being wrong on these predictions. Otherwise, we're just saying outlandish stuff, knowing it's not going to stick to us. Yeah, you know? it's not really fair if we're not really held to the fire at all. So hey, yeah. if you have some ideas. Why don't you let us know at WolvesCast on Twitter? Yeah, uh, let us know what you think would be, or, or in the comments. I, I, you guys never comment on this on Canis, and I love going in and wrecking all your comments. Rec recommending them, Rec- I wreck them all. And Rec- so, uh, you know, just let us know what you think would be good consequences for getting our predictions wrong. Yeah, and then uh, next time we do predict it, we always sort of like look back at the old predictions and see how they're doing. Uh, you know, and then at that point, we can, uh, like you said, be held accountable. This is tough, though, because most of our predictions tonight are season-long predictions. Kind yeah. Of thing, so we won't know until the end. But that's not going to stop us from making them. Yeah, and we'll do a few more in the season that are maybe a little more, you know, timely. Yeah, more, I like short-term ones, especially around the All-Star ones. break. We come up with lots yeah, of Yeah, so. we'll do some more of those. But uh, to get us started here, we're going to do um, two Wolves predictions and one sort of NBA at large uh, prediction. But uh, my first prediction uh, here um, is that Jeff Teague will be traded in season. It's a beautiful shot from Jeff Teague. Yeah, he's got a good shot. <laughs> I think so. A little if bit from his it. hip. I like it, if he takes it. But um, this has become clear to me that, you know, I think uh, John Meyer talked about this uh, on one of our preview podcasts um, with him. You should go check it out. You know, he I think, he, you know, even hinted at the Lakers potentially can need a point guard. So, you know, Jeff Teague, big number on his contract. Not worth the money he's getting paid this year. But... A uh, you know a serviceable point guard, especially if you need a little more offense in your game, um, nonetheless. So I'm not sure who the team is, but I think the Wolves have a situation, especially with Culver, kind of looking like more of a on the ball type of guy. Whether he's a one or a two, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if they see him as a point guard or whatever. But I think they need to get Culver some more reps. And in a way, Teague is kind of blocking that situation. Napier is there as well. Um, so I don't know. I think Teague is sort of the odd man out in this situation. And I, I don't know what they can get back for him. But I think as more of a sort of clarifying roster move to clear things up, I could see Jeff Teague being moved. And that's kind of been, in these first few games, it's kind of been made clear that I feel like this is a very, not about likely, but if someone's going to get moved, I think it's going to be him. So that's my first prediction. I like it when you make predictions I don't agree with. I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to take on Jeff Teague. Come uh, on. Yeah, I guess. Come on. You might have to add something with him, but I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I don't know if the Wolves would be, have the appetite for that. I'll, although I will say, all it takes is some team with playoff hopes losing injury, their point guard. Injury, losing yeah. their point guard, yeah. and then all of a sudden you need him. Yeah, I don't have the team, but I don't know. I got, I got a sense. All right, Neil. I like this next prediction I have. We're talking about aggressive Wiggins, everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Andrew him. Wiggins can fly. Shouts to Drew Wiggs, man. He's probably listening. <laughs> it's so lazy. Give us some drops. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to predict that Andrew Wiggins finishes the season with a higher PER than Zach Levine. Maple Jordan. That's right. Uh, you know, part of this is just that I'm hoping that aggressive Wiggins continues and we have a little bit of a renaissance season. For him, but also part of it is I think that this is me buying into Andrew Wiggins' rebounder. Rebounding, yeah. Yeah, PER rebounds play a huge factor in PER. That's why big men usually have better PERs. And uh, 
I just think that Levine's not going to get a lot of rebounds with Laurie and Wendell Carter and a lot of other good rebounders on that Chicago Bulls team. So if Andrew becomes kind of our third best rebounder after Rocco and, you know, maybe Vonley has more rebounds than him. But I think that Andrew, you know, with how aggressive he has been crashing the boards, I could see him. At, it, he hasn't finished with a higher PER than Zach Levine since Zach tore his ACL. Uh, all yeah. of Zach's years in Chicago, he's finished with a higher PER than Wiggins, so I'm going to predict Wiggins actually outplays Levine in terms of player efficiency rating. It's going to flip this year is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Get him back. His old buddy. Wiggins is going to board. His old buddy, Wiggins, Levine. You know, and I think we were talking off the mic here, the question of like who is going to go down as the better NBA player. Right now, I think it's like a dead heat. You know, I think this year is going to tell us a lot, right? Like Levine totally back from the ACL, totally the man on this team. Wiggins, you know, clear of the Butler situation. Hopefully this is the coach that, you know, puts him in the best situation to succeed. Which of these two is going to have the better career? I think I would say Levine at this point has a little bit of the lead, just if I had to say, but this year will tell us a lot. I've always called Zach Levine uh, Jamal Crawford 2.0. And we've seen the type of career that Jamal Crawford has fostered for himself as a guy who does not defend and just guns and shoots up the shots. He's a skinny guy who just guns it. And I think that that's Zach Levine's ultimate ceiling is, you know what, he might never get this NBA defense thing down, but the, the shot is wet. You know, yeah. So I think that I think Levine could be like that twenty-year journeyman, you know, who is just in great shape with a great shot and doesn't worry too much about defense. Right. Um, Cool. Um, Next uh, Wolves prediction here. Um, I'll go first. Uh, Minnesota will be in the top twenty in defensive rating at the end of the season. And uh, you know, yeah, sure. This is uh, a little unfair that I had a couple games to watch the team play and to be impressed by their rotations and by Towns' play at the rim, but. I think, you know, this is something I was worried about this year, about how bad the team would be defensively. And, uh, yeah, it's it's what needs to happen for this team to take the next step. We know they've had a, you know, top 10-ish offense. You know, Towns is a great offense onto himself. And, you know, they're good on that end of the floor for the most part. But defense is where this team has struggled over the last few years. And, you know, finishing, you know, 20th or 19th in the league is, you know, nothing great. But for the Wolves, who have been in the bottom five, you know, over the last bunch of years to jump up there, I I think that's huge. And I think they can do it. So that's my prediction. Yeah, I would love it. Uh, I would love it. A little, maybe, maybe a little bit. I would love uh, it. Maybe a little bit of a stretch. But hey, you know, top twenty. Here, that's all we need. Top twenty. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, this goes for everything. I think it depends on how we play to finish out the season. If we are yeah, low key, if we're low key tanking at the end of the season, yeah, it might be hard. I could drag it down. You're we'll right. See. You're we'll right. See. You're right. We gotta assume health. We gotta assume no tanking. That's right. That's what we're gonna do. All right, my second Wolves prediction, Neil. Let's the time to mention Canis Hoopis. We love Canis Hoopis. We talk about the place where they host all of our podcasts. Like when we do a show, it gets posted there. I'm talking about the place with the best comment section on the internet, Neil. Yes. Comment section that just gives and Ugh. very funny, very, Incredible. very smart, very, you know, aware guys, the yeah. guys who have been cheering for this team like you and I yeah. through all the losing and have grown a very particular sense of humor from all the losing. Yeah, they know what to say. So I can't recommend going to Canis enough. Um, I contributed to a prediction article that came out opening day. All right. uh, the Canis staff was uh, making some predictions. I sent in five different predictions to John. He used three of them. Cool. And so check that out. Yeah, it's that'll be in the show notes. Show notes. Definitely. They'll have the link. Um, one of my predictions that wasn't used, I'm going to use here. Oh, cool. 
Um, and I'll just, I wrote up a paragraph for it. Take it, you so drop, it read Scott, it. drop it. Carl Anthony Towns will continue his partnership with custom shoe artist Kickster Domus. Oh, what is the most likely design that he'll have? At first, I was tempted to come up with some kind of dark side design to coincide with the Star Wars movie coming out in December, you know, a pop culture thing. Mm-hmm. But I've never really seen Cat doing any Star Wars stuff. I don't know if he has love yeah, for Star Wars. Yeah, you're right. So instead, I'm going to go and put my money on Bad Boys for Life shoes in January. <laughs> Bad Boys 3 comes I out. I have no idea. Bad Boys for Life. That's Will right. Smith and Martin Lawrence? That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And that's the kind of like comedy genre that I think Towns was really into growing up. I think, he, I think he loved both of the Bad Boys movies. Okay. So I think he's going to have one. One shoot with Will Smith and one shoot with Mike Lowry, <laughs> or what? I think his name is Mike know. Lowry. Okay. That's Martin Lawrence's character, okay. which is funny because uh, that's how I said Kyle Lowry's name forever because of that movie <laughs> Lowry, Lowry. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Bad Boy shoes in January. Book it. Nice. All right, moving on to our uh, NBA wide podcast. I'm gonna keep it simple and just predict the winner of the Larry OB title uh, trophy, and that is going to be the Houston Rockets I over the Sixers. If I trust you from earlier, you said you predicted the Sixers are in the finals. Yes, so. I got Rockets. Sixers in the finals, and I think the Rockets will win it. Um, you know, I'm not super high on Russell Westbrook, but you know, I think I'm this is more a prediction about the Rockets just being the, the second best NBA team over the last like few years, and they've been so close every year. And it wasn't for those Dane Warriors. It wasn't for the Warriors. And this year, they do not have the Warriors to deal with. So, I, I don't know. Obviously, like six teams can win the finals this year. But uh, I'm going to give the edge to the Rockets. I think this might be the year. And, um, yeah, I think they can work their magic. And they got that system. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they're probably going to be the number one seed, at least, for sure. That That's more of a lock, I think, than, than the title, obviously. But, uh, yeah, give me the Rockets. I'll, I'll take them to win the title. I have the Nuggets and the Jazz with more wins than the Rockets Ooh. in the regular season. But we'll see. Um, I like this answer, Neil, because I am like everybody else who watches basketball picking the Clippers and the Sixers in the finals. Ooh, and so I like this, though, because I do think people are sleeping on the Rockets. Dan, Tony and Harden. It's too boring. Good combo. It's too boring, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sick of Harden's fouls. And, right. Ah. right. So we'll see. Um, I think I may have said this on a preview podcast, but I'm going to enforce it here because shouts to Tish and Matt Littwiller, my uh, good friend from college. Shout, close, shout, one shout. of my closest friends. He's a groomsman in my wedding. Uh, lived with him in college. We have a bet on this season. And let me tell you, Neil, I'm going to do this more in the future because it's been really fun to cheer against the Pelicans this season. Against? After all of the you know draft picks and then the, the hype with Zion and everything, I got into a text conversation with my college buddies who enjoy hoops. Shouts to Ezra. Shouts to Josh. Huge Laker fan, Josh. Oh, my God. We should have him call in for a show. Wow. He's a diehard. Anyways, uh, Tish believes that he was all about the Pelicans saying they're going to make the playoffs. And me, having experienced experience with a team that's built around rookies i'm like come on man if you're relying on rookies you're not making it to the playoffs sorry that's just the rule about rookies no matter how good they are and then they went and added jj reddick and Derek favors and stuff and i was like "Ooh, this is gonna be a tighter bet but i bet 20 dollars the pelicans will miss and now after every pelicans loss i get a text him the record oh and one photo of a dead bird oh and two photo of a dead bird and now they're oh and four and i'm still just like texting them after every single loss and it's a lot of fun for me to gloat like that it makes watching and cheering against a different team more interesting than it has been in previous seasons i'm actually loving actively rooting against the pelicans even though wow i like i like a lot of the guys on the team i have no hate for the fans story i know he hasn't played a minute yet but like that's funny that you're like anti-zion or whatever Yeah, I'm not anti-Zion. I just don't you're, think you're, you're going to make the playoffs in year one. Well. Where, yeah. yeah, and also I'm a little bitter that they jumped so high. You know, they jumped into that spot. 
Like Wolves never jumped. I, not only that, all the teams around the Wolves in the standings jumped. The Lakers yeah, jumped. The gri- or the um, yeah, Pelicans or, jumped. Or, 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 Grizzlies, Grizzlies jumped. Yeah. yeah, and so like every team that was around the Wolves in the standings all jumped, and we fell. So I'm also a little bitter about that. Yeah. Well, good news for you. Yeah, they're 0 and 4, and the defense looks abysmal. Uh, yeah. So it's only going back to our earlier segment. It's only four games, but but the defense looks awful in <laughs> in, in New Orleans right now, Scott. And so. the hope is they lose so many games without Zion. It doesn't matter when he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're going to slow roll. They got that Christmas game staring him in the face, though. I think that might be the return date. But if I don't know. Yeah. He'll be limited. We'll see. All right. I do hope that. Zion gets healthy and never has an injury again in his career. Yeah. There that's you such go. a bummer. Yeah. You, you know? are all the best guys. Such a bummer. I just my 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 I wasn't betting against, you know, these players in their careers. I was just betting against the fact that if you're relying on rookies in any way, you don't have any playoff. Yeah. Hopes. Or like Ingram and Ball and stuff, too, mm-hmm. like in heart, like young guys who haven't done it yet. Yep, exactly. All right. Uh, that's it for Predict It. Please tweet at us at Wolvescast and uh, let us know what your predictions for this season are. We'd love to hear them. Um, but yeah, time to get to Weekly Wolfies. Let's go. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Weekly Wolfies, if you're uh, new to this show, well, first of all, welcome. welcome. Second of all, uh, Weekly Wolfies is um, a segment that we do every single show. And We're the number one Timberwolves podcast for people who don't like sports. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, we give out Weekly Wolfies. It's an award. It's really a recommendation of sorts. We either recommend something or we... Uh, it's recognition for something good or bad. Something good or bad. That's right. It could go either way. Typically, we stay positive with it and recommend mm. something you should check out. But every now and then, we got a stink bomb to throw I'm not down. sure if we're that positive. But I like that you think so. I think overall. I think... Uh, Keeping with the good vibes of the early like season. 65% positive, sure. I would say. Sure, why not? Half yeah, full. Yeah, today we got two recommendations. Scott, why don't you kick us off? All right, I did. I'm going to give an honorable mention because I thought you were going to take my Wolfie, so I wrote an honorable mention. Okay. And maybe this is me projecting, but... My life got a lot more organized, Neil, a lot less messy. Uh, things started getting put on track when I met my wife. And now I have someone in my life who tells me that that outfit looks dumb. Don't do that. Sure. Or, Sounding board. That beard is stupid. Uh, yeah. Scott, that man bun is not working for you. Uh, and so I assume that Andrew Wigan, Andy's haircut, the new look, is Andy. all we all have to thank. Andrew's girlfriend, mother of his child. Uh, I think she's been a really good influence on Andrew, and I think that maybe that's why he's playing a little better, is he, he's got the influence of his better half, and I'm pretty sure if she's anything like my wife, she saw his stupid haircut and was like, get it cut. You look dumb. And even if it wasn't bad, it's just like, it's been a while. It's been a while. You know? It's time that's, for something that's new. Sometimes it's like, that's that's you know impetus enough. Now we just need him to shave that patchy beard. Um, but my Wolfie's going to go to Zach Levine on the low post. We love Zach Lowe. We love Zach Levine. He was very, very funny. I mean, everyone who followed the team when Zach was on knows that he's a great interview, great quote, very affable guy with some really, you know, a great sense of humor. And he just lets his true personality shine on this podcast. It's 46 minutes of just great anecdotes from Zach. And man, there's not, I can't name five players I think I would have a better time hanging out with in the league than Zach Levine. Yeah, I just listened to that as well. Very, very good. We'll have linked uh, in the show notes and if you stick around to the end of this show you i was going to tell uh, you a, a part bit. of the interview that i really liked and i realized there's so many different there's ones lots. to go into well, I, I shouldn't even just pick one out you and know? what's cool especially for this podcast is there's lots of like wolves talk oh, right yeah. it's lots of like references to tibbs K- kg peck. peck like you need to listen Sam mitchell even if like you stop paying attention to levine when he's not on the wolves like go back go listen to this show because it's like a cool glimpse into where zach is right now but then also a little bit of a look back into his past 
And, check the show uh, notes. Yeah, check the show notes for that one. All right. Uh, my Wolfie this week, my recommendation, um, is a post, an SB Nation post, keeping the synergy going here, from Michael Pena. Uh, I think that's how you say that, or Pena. Um, he wrote an article called, Robert Covington is the NBA role player every team needs. Robert has been one of the elite defenders in the league for a long time. And he wrote about, uh, yeah, just basically that, how Robert's, you know, his, uh, his skill set, his ability to defend at an elite level as well as make shots, as well as, you know, guard a large number of players, um, you know, how this, and especially with his con- paired with his contract number, um, you know, makes him extremely valuable and how, you know, kind of you know, there's been lots of buzz around, okay, who's going to trade for Robert Covington? And this kind of post is kind of more about how the Wolves keep him, right? Keep him for towns, right? Sure. Like you can't do much better, especially on that contract than Robert Covington. And so, um, you know, so it's just a good post kind of illustrating that. A good point because that's something we saw. I feel like we saw Rocco's name in trade rumors a lot in the summer, and I don't like that. You know what I mean? I don't. I, yeah, maybe he's a little bit older than some of these guys, but I think he fits the timeline well. Positionally, I think he works. Again, my whole idea now about what the Wolves should do building is to get defenders, you know, and he's one of the best and he can also shoot it. So it doesn't get much. And then to top it all off, he's great pals with Towns. Like those two are like best pals on this team. So I'm into the Rocco thing. And this article, I think, does a good job sort of illustrating why that is. So yeah, check that out. And also, it's hey, it's SB Nation love. So we're SB Nation. Uh, Robert, uh, Michael Pena is, is as well. So yeah, go check that out. That'll be linked in the show notes. Shots to Deadspin too. Deadspin love. Deadspin love. Bad things. Never forget Bad Deadspin. Teams. Deadspin had a good run. Uh, but yeah, we also um, new new for weekly Wolfies this year. We are going to start giving a Wolfie to a Canis Hoopus post. Our Canis post of the week. Canis post of the week. There's That's just right. so much good content going on every day on that website that it not feels like a disservice not to highlight. We gotta shout it out a little bit more. We gotta shine a light. Put it in the in the show notes. Scott, as what's well. our Canis post of this week? All right, it's going to the Nightcap Volume Five from the EIC. Ooh. John Meyer. It's a new. It's a new feature. If we do our jobs, Neil, which is the staff. I mean, we don't write very much, and we leave that to the very talented writers. But if all the writers are covering the game previews and the game recaps that's going to leave john with more time to do some creative stuff like he did Uh after the miami game he had his nightcap it was a different format than most articles it was kind of a top 10 countdown of various things both serious and silly and tweets in there some embeds it's kind of the fun lighthearted content that i'm naturally drawn to it's great yeah it's good good variety and it seems like there'll be one will there be one for every game this season i don't think so i don't want to put that on john no i don't want to put that pressure on a reoccurring segment and Point number two, this is really what you should go check out. Yeah. Notes from John's dad. My favorite thing oh. is to get the, reading the text Twitter, from John's right? dad. Yeah. I, I still think we got to have him on the pod at some point because yeah. I love that man's so, recaps. He's got some great points. I think we should do that for sure. Make it happen. Good one. So, uh, yeah, it never hurts to suck up to the boss. So, everyone go check out John's piece. Hey. And if you love John, listen to our season, season preview we had with him a couple weeks ago. Nice. Scott, let's wrap this thing up with the game. All right. Let's kick off that music. Bop, bop. All right, Neil. A couple games into the season, we had to make some tough cuts to the roster. Sent some very promising players oh, down to no, Iowa. Oh no! Play for the Iowa Wolves. Okay, yeah. So my right. question is, I we're going to learn. About these guys. We're going to. Well, I saw you tweet about them today, so I was hoping maybe you learned a thing or two. Okay. But we'll see. It was mostly a joke tweet. But, yeah. Uh, we'll see what you know. Here's five questions, or maybe four questions. Five questions about the Iowa Wolves. Okay. Before they were called the Iowa Wolves, what was the team's name? Ooh. Did they move? I think they I think they were relocated. I'll tell you this. Iowa is the first part of the name. 
Okay, so it was Iowa. I was going to guess like some Memphis team or something like that. Well, they uh, were the previous okay, affiliate. I think I have it. It was the Iowa Energy. That's correct. <laughs> Iowa Energy. Iowa Energy. I don't know what that has to do with Iowa, but... Uh, no. Maybe ethanol. They grow a lot of corn. <laughs> Iowa <laughs> Who Energy. Who knows? Yeah. All right, Neil. Second question. I really am going to judge you if you don't get this one right. Oh, boy. It's a two-part question. What city do the Iowa Wolves play in? Des Moines. And how do you spell Des Moines? Ooh, okay. D. We live there. D. <laughs> many, many moons ago. When I was in first D, grade. D E S space M O I N E S. Oh. I'm glad. I was worried because I know Cuckoo has played there before Moines. as well. So Moines. As a traveling man, I expected you to know that. Mm-hmm. And you didn't let me down. Okay. All right, Neil. Uh, the Iowa Energy has, has won a D League championship back in 2011. Can you tell me who the team's coach was? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, not really. I have a guess, but I, don't, I think he was in Oklahoma City at the time. It wasn't Scott Brooks, was it? No, it wasn't. But let me ask, let me tell you, Neil, recent champion. Recent champion, Nick Nurse. There it is. Also, fun fact for Wolves fans, when we had season tickets, uh, one of the players who was on the preseason team that Meg and I really cheered for was named Otheus Jeffers. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. And he Duke, got from Duke, I think. Yeah, and he got some minutes when the Wolves were really injured that season, but Meg and I were big Jeffers fans. And Jeffers. someone that sat behind us in our season ticket seats was also a big Jeffers fan. So all season we were like, Jeffers! And Jeffers was on that championship team. <laughs> Jeffers has won an MVP award for the energy. He's also won a Rookie of the Year award for the energy. He's done some good stuff. G League legend. Otheus Jeffers. What a great name. All right, two more questions, Neil. What other Minnesota sports team also has a D-League affiliate located in Des Moines? They play in the same building. It's the Iowa Wild. They play there, right? That's right. The Wild. Same name, right? I, I don't Wild. know what they're called. I'm I assuming you're right. Wild, I, think, yeah. I think you're right. I yeah. was just looking for the Minnesota Wild as nice. an answer, yeah. so you got that right. Finally, Neil, the final question is multiple choice. The team initially held a naming contest for the team. We see a lot of teams do this. They yeah, uh, you know, put it in the paper, have a naming it. contest. Yeah, get some buzz. Which of these choices were not listed as on their website as one of the ones you could vote for? Okay. Number one, the Iowa Corn Cops. Number two, the Iowa Maze, as in M-A-I-Z-E. You know? Number three, the Iowa River Rats. Number four, the Iowa Scarecrows. Or number five, the Iowa Primaries. <laughs> uh, you added primaries. I was going to say scarecrows, but I bet you added primaries. That's correct. That's correct. Just a, a well, dominating five for five. Scarecrows was what? Actually, I'm not going to give you Nick Nurse. Four for five. Yeah, kind no, of you, with that. Nurse, you did yeah. so well on it other yeah. ways. You, you know? did play the buzzer. Is, is, is yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You gave me a pass. I thought the game was going to be like, how many points did Jordan McLaughlin? Average in college. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I think you're asking me like Nas Reed's career. Nah, nah, nah. I could. I could. And you may have to do that. Yeah, but. all those guys are down there. So if you're yeah, in Jalen Noel, yeah, and yep, their season's going to get kicked off here pretty soon. So yeah, if you're li- hopefully we have a big listenership in uh, Des Moines, in the greater Des Moines area. So. We're still looking for an Iowa correspondent, someone who will call into the show yeah. and let us know. And you know what? If you want to you know, get hooked up with SB Nation, I'm sure uh, Canis Hoopas could set you up with some they press would passes. love to yeah, get you a credential to Have you go to the Iowa games. Wolves go cover. Games. So if you're in Des Moines or you're in the Des Moines area where 
maybe West Des Moines, where Neil and I lived for a few years when we were children. Right. Clive. Uh, just, you know, hook us, let us know, and we'll get you hooked up with some stuff. And we, we would love for you to call in and give us a little info about them here and then. And so if you're interested and you're in the Des Moines area, let us know. I mean, if we're supposed to believe the hype of Gerson Rosas, his whole thing was like, oh, the the Rockets, like, G League team. I forget who they were. Like Rio the Grande River Vipers. They were like, were you know, Red Vipers. they were doing all this experimental stuff and, like, doing all this cool stuff. So Roko like, was on that team. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. It, it does kind of seem, it is the minor league. It is, like, the lesser team. But if, like, you're into the Wolves and, like, if, they, if they're actually going to walk the walk of all this stuff they're talking about, then this is going to be where, you know, the future Wolves not only play, but sort of learn the system and, you know, get you know kind of get their feet um you know underneath them so i think it could be valuable for if you're in the iowa area and you're a wolves, timberwolves fan to you know check out that wolves. yeah i do think that the whole organization will be more integrated obviously with tom Thibodeau, he wasn't going to play the people on the end of his oh, bench let alone the guys in yeah, iowa he really sent them off to iowa and said much. you're not on this team anymore yeah. whereas i do think we will see more players being sent down there and called up and you know knock on wood Let's for go. tom loftus hopefully there are no injuries uh, but if that is the case, I'm sure we'll see some people come on up. So it'll be good to keep an eye on them and see how they do. Totally. That does it uh, for Wolvescast this week. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you checking us out on Canis Hoopus or wherever you're finding this. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, all the places. Go check it out and you will find Wolvescast there. And uh, yeah, we do a weekly show. So usually we release on Fridays. We're a day early here today, this week. But uh, yeah, every week throughout the season, check on back. We'll be doing a show. Yeah, remember everybody, don't fight Joel Embiid. And if you do, don't go for the head, go for the knees. That's where all his problems are. Maybe the feet. You know, just stomp on the foot. It's much better than a haymaker. Much more damaging. See you next week. Go Wolves. Tibbs used to ice a lot of things. Defense yeah. to call ice blue. So when I first got to Chicago, we didn't do that anymore. And that was like, it was just ingrained in me. Because, you know, with Tibbs, it's drill sergeant. You're doing it every you day. You hear it on TV. You ice ice you know his voice yes so i was literally jumping into an ice stance on everything on the outer half of the of the place (laughs) and they were just getting mad like you can't do this anymore it's not i'm like all right my bad so no tib doesn't give me nightmares but you know i still hear his voice sometimes